Hey, kids, are you ready to be back in school? Parents, are you ready for your kids to be back in school? All right. Well, we're going to call this Back to School Sunday. Back to School Sunday. Now, parents, before you check out and say, oh, this is for my kids, I think this may even be more for you than your kids because God has given you a divine responsibility to raise your kids in not only the knowledge of their identity, but also the knowledge of Jesus Christ and how we can have hope in him. So parents, if you're just kind of struggling and wrestling with how do I teach my kids this, then this message is for you. But first, kids, we're going to play a game against your parents, okay? And so we're going to see, kids, if you're smarter than your parents. And we're going to call this game a truth or a myth. Truth or a myth, okay? So you have to guess if the statement is true or if the statement is a myth, meaning it's not true. And so parents, you, you, you play as well and see if you're smarter than your child, all right? So let's go with the first question. It takes seven years for gum, bubble gum, trident, whatever, uh, it takes seven years for gum to pass through the human body. What do you think? Do you think that's true? Or do you think that's a myth? Shout it out. Okay, we got some truth and we got a lot of myths. It is a myth. Gum does, you cannot digest gum. So what happens is it just passes through your body and makes its way out at some point in the good old bathroom. So... Um, next question, eating food within five seconds, five second rule of dropping it on the floor is safe. Myth or true? Okay. We definitely have a mixture here. It is a myth. Come on. It takes milliseconds, milliseconds for bacteria to attach itself to anything dropped on the floor. Hold on one second. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> goldfish have grammar, bad grammar. That was me. So teachers, I apologize. Goldfish have a memory shorter than three seconds. All right. It is a myth. It has been proven that fish can have a memory from 48 seconds to five months. People train fish. They have nothing else to do. So Let's go on. Next one. Here's again. Okay. Toilet seats are usually covered with 18 times more bacteria than cell phones. It is a myth. Everyone get out your cell phones and lick them. <laughs> Here's the thing. Most bathrooms are cleaned very frequently, especially here at Elevation Community Church. Thank you, Bob Nisley. Um, And our phones hardly ever get washed or cleansed. Why? We don't want to get water on our phones. So guess what you have? A living toilet. And most of you are so gross that you actually have your phone with you on the toilet. So that's even more bacteria. All right, kids, this is for you. Kids, kids uh, 16 
uh, under 16, 16 and below, raise your hands, should be most of you. Okay. Brushing your teeth helps prevent you from getting cavities. Truth or a myth? Wow, most of you, and it is true. Parents, you can thank me later. Kids, if you don't brush your teeth, your teeth will fall out. So, um, Pastor Phil said so. So, that was fun understanding, you know, figuring out what is true and what's not true. And so often, every day, we're inundated with choices of believing what is true and what is not true. So often, if not every moment of every day, you're walking through life making decisions if it's true or if it's untrue. So we're going to get a little more personal with everybody in this room. We're going to talk about your identity. So let's just, let's just suppose, let's just suppose you're a Christian. Let's suppose that you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe that you've been saved, and uh, that you're a Christian, okay? Now, some of you in here may not be religious at all, and that's okay. Myself, I don't care for religion. I'm all about relationship with the God who loves me. So if you're here and you just don't know about this Christianity, know that you're welcomed here, and we would just love for you to process this with us as we dis discover what our identity is. And so if this is you, I really want you to ask yourself, do I believe this to be true about myself? Or do I believe this to not be true about myself? And if you're not a Christian, ask yourself, do I want to believe this about myself? Or do I not want to believe this about myself? So the first one is this. Any future sin in a Christian keeps you away from the love of God. What is it? Not true. Absolutely it's not true. But let me ask you, how many times do you feel Stuck in sin, and you feel like God's love has just left you. And now his punishment is with you. True or not true? You need to discover yourself what your identity is. And if you're a Christian, your identity is supposed to be grounded in Jesus Christ. And what he did for you, not what you can do for him. Do you hear me on that? So next question. If you don't keep coming to church, especially Elevation Community Church, God will no longer accept you as his own. If you said true, I will pray for you right now. No, church, going to church does not save you. Relationship with the one who designed church, his bride, saves you, Jesus Christ. Next. Your struggles and downfalls ultimately define you. Not true, but think a moment. How often do you say that's true of you? Now it gets quiet. Your downfalls and your struggles don't define you. Can I get an amen from CR people? Yeah. Celebrate Recovery meets on Tuesday. And it is not just for addictions. It is for anyone struggling with life. That's probably 80% of us if not all of us. And CR, Celebrate Recovery, says it like this. Your struggle and your identification or your identity doesn't define you. Your struggle doesn't define who you really are. 
So that is not true. Go, go, uh, next one. You are defined by what others say about you, kids. Not true, but students, you're a week into school right now. How much have you allowed what people, what students, other kids, and other teachers say about you? And so it's so important, students, to understand who you are. Not what others say you are or think you are. Number five, you are more valuable to God. The more intelligent counts me out. Successful, wealthy counts me out. And better looking counts me out. And put together, you are. Can I hear some ladies say not true? It's not true. It's not true how more attractive or how better of a mom you are, or how many chores you check off your list. Dad, it's not about what you do around the house, even though your wife will disagree with me. It's not about the successful ladder you, mom, or dad are on at work. It's not true. That is not your identity. That might be what you do, but it's not who you are are last question you are defined by how much of the bible you know and how well you pray out loud can everyone say with me not true but how many of you struggle with that insecurity you don't have to raise your hand (laughs) isn't that isn't that something parents how many of you want to thrive in life how many of you oh gosh come on let's show hands let's be honest here you want to thrive and be successful in life you want how many of you want to leave a strong legacy for your family kids how many of you want to be successful in school and college and have a really really good job yeah and get married to a really 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 cute all the hands went down Yeah, and parents, let me ask you this. Hopefully your hands go up. How many of you want the very, very, very best for your children? Then you all need to listen right now. Because your identity is the biggest thing, students, that you're going to face. This biggest, strongest, most difficult battle that you are going to face in life. Some of you it's going to be day to day. Some of you it's going to be moment by moment. But Christ designed for you, if you are indeed in Christ, is to be the best you that you can be. Are you with me? He wants you to be the best you that you can be. Your identity matters. But yet we battle every day about what is true or untrue about us. And sadly, most Christians today are believing lies about who they are. They're struggling with anxiety. They're struggling with fear. They're struggling with depression. They're struggling with anger. They're struggling with frustration. They're struggling with confusion. They're struggling with addiction. Maybe that's you. And may I entertain the thought, yes, I understand that with some of this stuff comes chemical imbalances and comes mental illness. I'm not not saying that that's not there. 
But so often when you're struggling with different things like that, a dark place, you're struggling with lies, you're struggling with who you are. And let me just tell you, your pastor up here struggles with discouragement daily. Because sometimes I forget who I am and what I am called to be and do. And so do you. And so this is so, so, so important. So I want to ask you a question that I want you to answer sometime today. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Not what do you do, not what do you want to be, but who are you? And so I'm going to tell you a little bit today about who you are. And so I want you to pay attention real close because this is going to go super fast. This is you. The Bible tells us something about us. That when we were born, it says, because of the curse of sin in Genesis 3, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No good works, no success, no wealth, no church attendance can get you the perfection and righteousness and holiness that you need to be with God. God is a holy God. God is a righteous God. And he loves us, but he cannot tolerate sin. The big thing about us that we need to understand that because we were born into sin, a sinful nature was born into us. A sinful nature was born into you. That is why the things that you don't want to do, you keep doing. The things that you don't want to mess up on, you keep messing up on. The addiction you don't want to do, you keep doing it. The Bible in Proverbs, one of my favorite verses says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so does a fool to its folly. We don't do what we want to do. Why? Because sin lives in us. Sin lives in us, and the thing is, we are born into sin. And so now we live in sin, we're born in sin, and sin lives in us. So what do we do? What do we do with that? Well, there's a couple different categories, but students, what do you do? You just kind of encourage your friends and say, oh, it's okay, that's just who you are, right? That's just who you are. Be fully you. Just be fully you. And they embrace a false identity, and they believe all the lies about them. And then what do we tell people? You just need to go to church more. You need to listen to Pastor Phil's sermons. You need to go to small group. You need to go to CR. And all that stuff is good. But that's not your problem. You have a sin problem. And what do we do? We usually say, you know what? Put your Bible in there. Read more. Pray more. Go to church. But the problem is, is you're just reading more, praying more, and going to church in sin. You're still in sin. You're still locked in sin. And here's the really cool, really awesome thing about God. His love. His amazing, unconditional love for messed up people like you and me. He loves us so much and he created us for relationship with him. To be made after his image with him. And so because we're living in sin and sin is living in us, there is no way that we can have relationship with God. But God knew this from the beginning. 
And he sent his son, Jesus, to live the life that we couldn't live. To die the death that we should die because of our sin. And he was stretched on the cross and he shed his blood for you and me, for our identity. Not for us to believe lies. Not for us to just live mediocre lives. Not for us to just make it through the day. But he forgave us. He cleansed us. He washed our sin away. And then he was placed in the grave. And everyone thought it was over. But three days later, he came alive and rose from the grave and broke the power of sin. And so those who believe in Jesus, believe means you know and understand that Jesus died for you. You are bought with a price and you are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. But there's still a problem. What is that problem? You still have a sinful nature inside of you. And so no matter what, you believe Jesus, but that sinful nature is going to win every time. So here's the cool thing about salvation, is we can believe in Jesus Christ, but that's not enough. We need to receive Jesus Christ, because Jesus broke the power of sin on the cross and through the empty grave, and he rose again, and he removed the heart of stone, the heart of flesh, the sin. And you know what? He threw it in the water. He threw it to be removed and cleansed no more to where people are going to get baptized in just a minute. This is you. This is you. And Christ broke the power of sin. And then here's the really cool thing is when we receive, when we receive Christ, we believe Christ and we receive Christ. The Bible says we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The presence of God lives in you. No longer do you have a sinful nature, but you have a new nature. And do you know that you are perfect in Christ? You are fully complete in Christ. That should be good news for you. And you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And because you are sealed with the Holy Spirit and you're in Christ and Christ is in you, you're locked and loaded and you're ready to go because you are God's child and nothing can come against you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. If God before you, no one can be against you. That is powerful words. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Some of you need to hear this. This is your identity. This is your identity. Not the lies. You are in God because you are in Christ and Christ is in you. No longer are you living that simple nature. Well, I still sin. Yeah, that's okay. You know why? Repent. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Be cleansed because the Holy Spirit, Christ in you, lives in you. And your past and your present and your future sins are washed in the blood. You are forgiven you are new in Christ. Students, when you go to school tomorrow, I want you to start speaking this truth if indeed you believe in Jesus, you've received him, and you follow him. You see, here's the thing about following God. When we start to live in Christ, Christ in us and us in God, this happens. It's not just knowledge, Christianity. It's obedience. 
Christianity. That's what baptism is. It's just a step of following Jesus. We follow him because we love him and he saved us and he first loved us. It's not information, church. It's relationship. It's relationship, not religion. It's transformation, not information. Listen to some of these things that you are and start to rewire who you are in Christ if indeed you've accepted Christ. And if you haven't believed and received Jesus, this is who you can be. You're holy. You are pure. You are accepted. How many of us want to be accepted? You are lost. You were lost, but you are now found. You are new. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are righteous. You are sealed. You are chosen. You are free. You are secure. You are blessed. You're the temple of the living God that lives inside of you. You are victorious. You are alive. You are forgiven. You are called. You are washed. Hello. You are his child. Is anybody out here? You are perfect. And you are his. So why aren't you living it out? Because I don't know who I am. Know who you are. So I live in fear and I've got all this worry. It's okay. It's okay because Christ lives in you. And Christ calms any storm if we would just allow him to be in the storm. Well, you just don't understand where I've been. No, I don't. But Jesus does and he died for it. That's it. That's it. And so this year, this year, I want you to begin to walk in your true identity. Students, what would happen if you began to walk in your true identity in Jesus Christ? I tell you what, things would change. You may not get straight A's. God does not promise that. But I tell you what, your perspective on life will be totally different. The friends that you choose will impact your life for years to come. Amen, parents? And parents, by the way, I don't care what the surrounding culture says. You get to choose what friends they hang around. You're still their parent. God has given you a responsibility to teach them the love of Christ and their identity. Let me just ask you, parents, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty because I'm right where you are. How many times in this past month have you spoken true identity over your child of who they are? That they are loved and they're precious. And not just mommy and daddy love you no matter what you choose. Mommy and daddy love you no matter where you go. That's true, but God loves you. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Parents, we need to start really taking this seriously because the moment they walk out the door to go to college or to get their own place or to go get married with someone maybe you don't even approve of, you need to think about what you're setting your child up and up to do and what you're setting your child up to believe. Wow. So here's the question, parents, now that I set that up. Here's the question for you guys. Today, at some point, at Skyline or Gold Star or, or wherever you eat or maybe at home or tonight, I want you to ask these two questions to your children, to your spouse, to family, wherever, friends, it doesn't matter. What 
could the school year look like for you and your family if you began to walk in your true identity? And guess what, parents? I helped you out. Take out your welcome cards. The question is right there on the front of your welcome card. You're welcome. Number two, what are some things, what are some things in the way you live that would need to change in order for you to walk in your new identity? This is serious stuff. This matters. This matters. And before you decide your schedule for next week, before you plan your next vacation, before you look at your budget again, and before you go to the next sports event, would you at least give 10 minutes to entertain these questions? And parents, I bet you your child will preach to you and change your perspective about these if you just ask them. And so would you pray with me? Father, we know that we are absolutely helpless and stuck in sin without you. And we just want to thank you for sending your great love that for while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he who knew no sin, Jesus, you became sin so that we may be your righteousness, your perfection, and God, when you see us, you see Christ because we're in Christ and Christ in us. And so would you make that alive today? Would you make that real in us today? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have questions about that and you're processing and you even want to push back on that, I would love to talk to you about that. Where's Pastor Daniel? Pastor Daniel, he's back there. Um, Hi, Pastor Daniel. And uh, uh, any of the leaders up front, uh, we would love to talk with you and just process with you.